Hello and welcome back to Scarves Around the Funnel, the podcast dedicated to Heart of Midlothian Football Club, the club with more beef than your half-time pie and bovril. I am Laurie Dunsire, here to, I guess, get things a bit more petty and vindictive for a change. <laughs> is, is it a change? I don't know, Mark Donaldson. More beef than your halftime pie in Barville. Do you remember back in the days where your halftime pie had no beef whatsoever until they introduced <laughs> the steak stuff? And your Barville, people think I'm weird because I still get it shipped over from time to time because you can normally get like a satchel, not a satchel, a, a thingy of them, a sleeve a of them. satchel of Barville. <laughs> <laughs> what have we got? Less than 60 seconds in and we've already got the title of this week's show. Um, a sleeve of Barville. I think you get them from the pound store. Mum and dad usually send them over. Yeah. But there's no beef in that either. Um, I did, but there's a, there's I, do you a, know what? Do you know what? I, I was thinking, I'm going to mention something something beef related but i was like i bet donaldson will come out and be really pernickety about how much beef or the actual beef content of what i've mentioned <laughs> i've just said to you before we started that i've, I've not long finished i've been out today um in the car so i've not long finished last week's episode um it, it, it's weird because i do a lot of my pretty much all my podcast listening in the car and when I'm not in the car, which I haven't needed to be because I'm working from home doing the baseball show on BT Sport plug, um, and uh, Serie A is not not ongoing right now. So I've not been at work for a while. So it's, it's taken me a bit of time to get around to it. And I, I honestly felt we were like a, a married couple towards the end last week. So I thought, you know what? Let's just continue that because we're still married. <laughs> and it's like my mum and dad on August the 18th, which was yesterday when we were, we were recording on the 19th. We celebrated their 47th. Wedding anniversary, which which is great. I don't know what it is. It's a medal. Um, she she would have been out by now if she'd done what she promised to do a while ago. Um, but they're still together, and 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 we are still together after. It's how not many quite episodes? been that long. What's well, it's more? It's nearly double. We've been together ninety odd episodes, not years. And um, I, I chuckled last week because we 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 did sound like we we sounded like a married couple, but. Uh, it, it, in relation to what you, you, you started, um, any beef is more beef than a pie in Bovril. Um, but there's plenty of beef going around that we're going to throw about the place this week, isn't there? Yes, there is. And obviously, we should mention we are talking about um, a different kind of beef than the one that you might find in a pie or you might find the extract of in in a Bovril. Um, we're, we're talking about the beef that hearts may have with, with other teams, with other clubs which is obviously just been heightened by everything that's gone over the gone on over the last few months and we're gonna have a little bit maybe more fun with it you know it's been very serious and there's been lots of falling out but we're going to embrace the beef which is uh we've got a guest actually coming on just shortly to to help us embrace the beef but we are getting but because of the last week's question we're gonna we are gonna kick off with a fair bit of beef anyway um as we talk about some of your suggestions for what the SPFL, the letters, could actually stand for. I, I was going to say um, acronym, but when I said it last week, it immediately popped in my head and said, I don't know if that's correct, is it? And I think it's actually an initialism. Is that right? Um, an acronym is like an abbreviation um, from the, the initial letters of other yes, words. Yes, but I think if it just... I think it's an initialism when I double because I was. I, it's really sad because as soon as I said it, I start typing it in before you, 
brought it up because I know you're like you pernickety hag. Um, <laughs> I suppose an acronym would be Spiffle, wouldn't it? Because it's like NASA. Um, it stands for, but you pronounce the the, the, yes. the letters. Is, so yeah. Spiffle's rubbish. But that's what they talk. Um, Piffle. <laughs> I, I, I wouldn't honestly. I wouldn't have pulled you up for that. I, I thought. No, well, as soon as I said more... it, I was actually yeah. wasn't sure in my head if people call it that. But it's so I, what are we going with? Initialism. Initialism, which I have to say, I wouldn't have even if someone had said what's that, I wouldn't have known. But an initialism oh, is an are. abbreviation consisting of initial letters pronounced separately. Example: BBC. So that's that's really interesting because. I wouldn't have known that. I've just done a no. A I didn't until, for... I, until I looked it up. No, <laughs> thank you for bringing that up because every day is a school day. Initialization versus acronym, or is that the headline and the title of this week's show? Initialisms are abbreviations that are pronounced one letter at a time. So SPFL, yeah. Uh, until we start calling them spiffle, <laughs> then we well, good shout. So it's an initialism. Wow. There we go. Well, what an enlightening start. Indeed, to this week's, educational to this start. Week's now, wait a minute. Um, <laughs> S-A-T. Satf. Is that what we are? Satf. Satf, yes. Satf. Um, anyway, uh, we, we're going to talk about the um, your suggestions for what the initialism of SPFL could stand for. Um, and then we're going to be joined by a guest to keep on our subject of uh, embracing the beef this week. And we'll probably talk a bit about some of the latest um, comings and goings around Tynecastle as well. Okay, so first up, let's get stuck into some of these suggestions because we got loads in. So thank you for getting in touch. Uh, there's no way I'm going to get through all of them because uh, probably got at least a hundred odd that I saw. Um, some people were going as far as giving us seven or eight. So um, apologies for those that I don't get to, but we've got some good ones. So I'm gonna I'm gonna go through the market. I'm not gonna look for your reaction every time, but feel free to to jump in. Um, James Govan started, and what I'm gonna do because not everyone appreciates when we swear too much. There's a lot of there's there's a lot of use of a, an F word for the F, which you can expect. So I won't say the full word constantly because it will get a bit repetitive. Um, James Govan says Scottish professional effing liars, or Shite Pathetic Football League, which is good. Um, HMFC France said, serious uh, serious person falling laughably. I don't know if he meant to say falling or failing, but both would, would work, I suppose. Um, Stu McClellan says, Scottish part finished league. Yeah, I like what, I like what he's done there. Um, Jambo Hendo said, uh, shite product effing laughable. <laughs> uh, here's another one I like Alan Scrim 89 has said stop playing football legally given recent events seems, <laughs> seems reasonable um, there's some really, the answers are some very clever ones also uh, what we've got Rambo Jambo says supposedly professional functionally lacking <laughs> I um, think it means more when there's no swearies in it it does and there's also some excellent use of punctuation so I'm going to have to read this out in a way. so Martin Taylor has said seriously perverting fairness laughable so he's got <laughs> I, I like that he's got an exclamation like mark that. and a question mark I think that's excellent um, very creative this one's simple but also to the point in works Erin Fraser says still putting fans last which, perfect. Which I think is a good Absolutely one. Absolutely perfect. Um, what have we got? We are Scottish football. 
Um, <laughs> a different use of an F word here, which I can say. Scaremongering professionals fingering Lowell. Um, do you know it's one of those words? Do you know when you hear something too many times it starts to sound silly and you, you start to forget if you're saying it correctly? Um, yeah, I had that with the word between this week. Between? It's just, why? It's just a normal word, but then yeah. when you go like 20 times. Well, yeah. Lowell, Lowell was one of this because people kept using it. I was like, Lowell, 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 Lowell? Um, but it's, it is Peter Lowell, isn't it? Lowell. L-A-W-W-E-L-L, I believe. But um, it's just I kept saying it in my head when I was reading through these suggestions. It was like, Lowell, Lowell. When you don't say the name in the front, um, it just kind of becomes a whole different word. Anyway, um, off on a tangent. Maximus Hound says, always oh, use the, one of your favourite words here. Subterfuge primarily yes. for Lowell. Um, wow, very good. Or, or he also offered the less paranoid, seriously pish football leadership, which also works. <laughs> There's just I like the range of really clever yes, and smart, and then yes. just bang right in your face. Um, Roscoe, Scottish people fed lies. Some mm. excellent suggestions here. Andy Dixon says, "Sorry, path- pathetic fiction league." That's interesting. Um, Kevin Smith, stupefyingly poor, flawed leadership. Excellent yeah. use of stupefyingly. Um, Gorgie Jambo, seasons partially finished laughably. Again, <laughs> That's clever. Again, yes, a good one. Um, oh, I like this one as well. Kenny Taylor, it says, <laughs> secretly plotting future limitations. Yeah. <laughs> 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 um, uh, Steve, uh, here's another one of the words that I just I don't like to say anymore. The name I don't like to say. Um, shafting people for Lowell. <laughs> I just can't say it anymore. It just doesn't sound like a name. Um, it did when I first said it, but doesn't anymore. Ian well, Anderson. It sounds like it, so- it sounds like the acno, the initialism for lol, but Lowell. when it becomes an yeah. Yeah. acronym. Um, and it would be LOL. And well, you would say yes, that as yeah. LOL. <laughs> so yeah, there you go. We've combined the first part with this part. It's all tied in. That's all Steve coming together. Um, Steve says... Sh- uh, wait, did I just say that? No, I just said that one. Sorry, Ian Anderson says, Sorry, potential failures likely. Again, just a simple bit simple. of punctuation uh-huh. just Clever. adds to it. Um, Rowdy Hart says, Scots promoting football lunacy. Oh, uh, there's so, so many good ones here. Lachlan, slowly pilfering football's life. Pilfering. <laughs> That's just tremendous. These are great. These are great. This is this is a, this was a tremendous question with equally tremendous responses. I have to say, Mark. Well, it's, it's only taking me ninety odd episodes to get one. <laughs> Andy Morris says, sanctimonious parasites, farcically lamentable. <laughs> <laughs> Um, right, I've only a few more, so I'm going to get that. Any positive ones? <laughs> uh, funnily enough, Mark, no. Um, Heart of Gold 98 says, Scottish professional football's laughing stock, which, um, yeah, sums it up well. Um, Mrs. Miko 1874 uh, uses another one, we've, well, another word we've heard before, sanctimonious pricks for life. <laughs> <laughs> Morris 
Schumacher says, shady, prehistoric, fraudulent liars. Allegedly. Allegedly. We should say at the end of this. <laughs> yeah, does one allegedly cover all entries? <clears throat> yeah, we can do it at the end. Um, Big K says, sad, pathetic, frightened, lowlifes. Um, Gordon Reed, sanctimonious Pratt's faking leadership. Uh, excellent. Um, Scott Foley, uh, shits, Philistines, freaks and losers. <laughs> um, and one from Anonymous, who did not wish to give away their name when they messaged it to me. Sore, pathetic, effing losers. Um, how, do you, how do you become anonymous if you send something to someone? Because it's going to come through as something. Oh, well, maybe they didn't want me to say who it was. I wonder, let's have a look on Twitter. Does someone have the hash, the, the, the Twitter name at Anonymous? No, 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 this wasn't a, this wasn't a tweet. Uh, yes. Well, someone will, what? someone will guess have what? it. It wasn't them. <laughs> they are Anonymous. Funnily they enough. Have, they've never tweeted. <laughs> they've got 29.7 thousand followers. Never tweeted and don't follow anybody. They quite literally are <laughs> Their name. So at anonymous on Twitter. That's that's what a that's waste of an account. What a waste of an account. You've got thirty thousand followers and you've never tweeted anything. Ever though, um, isn't it? Anyway, well, 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 that's all. Did you have any? I, I, I'm not even going to. Okay, go. Yes. Well, th- thank you. Um, I, I'm going for words that are directly opposite of each other together. Okay. Um, to, to make you think, whether it's a half truth or whatever it is, SPFL, stop producing factual lies. Okay. Not anywhere near as good as any of the others. It just makes you think a wee bit. Wait a minute here. You've got a fact and a lie in the same sentence. How does that work? Well, it's up to you and your imagination. Indeed. Well, well, thank you for everyone and all of your imaginations because um some of those were really excellent and um yeah i think i think you've outdone yourselves this week so so thank you very much for that okay we're gonna move on now and um we are delighted to be joined by a guest to help us continue with this theme of pettiness, grudge-bearing, and just the vindictive nature of this week's podcast, which we don't usually do, well, not to this extent anyway. Um, so I'm very pleased to be joined by uh, a man who you might have seen on A View from the Terrace, and you might have heard on the Terrace podcast, the social media guy, as he's often known as, Robert Borthwick. I'm often known as a lot worse than that, but I'll take that, social media guy, <laughs> happy with that. How are you doing? Thanks for having me on. No, I'm very well, very well. Happy to uh, start embracing some beef, obviously, uh, and, and see where that goes. Yeah, well, we we had uh, Joel scared on, and we had Craig Fowler on, so we, we kind of felt we had to complete the the trio, the, the Hearts trio, anyway, from from the TV show and the BBC. Would otherwise we would have been kind of leaving you out. <laughs> no, it's good. I mean, that that's absolutely fine. Save the best to last. That's all it is. Indeed, and I guess before we get into the the beef um interesting you know where you're on the um scarves around the funnel podcast and uh, you may have heard there's a perth the paisley podcast out there now but before that i mean we've been pulling lines out of our european song to make podcasts was um 
was actually not really any of our ideas. It was um, a way back, maybe, was it six years ago? Um, I remember quite well listening to yourself and Nicole Hay on the We Have No Cares podcast back in, yeah, it was championship season. Well, God, first time around championship season, wasn't it? <laughs> yes, yeah, so that's uh, almost exactly six years since the first episode of that came out. Um yeah, me, me and Nicole worked together at the time and we just we were the only two Hearts fans working in uh, Aviva and Bishop Briggs uh, just outside of Glasgow uh, and we decided to just start a podcast. That was great fun. I absolutely loved doing that. Um, that sort of got me on to the, the terrace in the end as well. And then okay. obviously we, we became a top flight club and it wasn't as fun anymore. So it just kind of waned after that. Did you think back then when obviously we were, we were romping the championship that we'd end up back here six years later end up uh, trying to romp the championship again no i didn't i kind like i suppose in the back of your mind like you, you do want to see your team win pretty much every single week and i think we've got a good chance of doing that again so hey like why not there's going to be enjoyment somewhere just need to tear it away from the uh, from the awfulness of the last like 18 months or so so um no i didn't see it coming uh obviously the start of the season after that we won like five games on the bounce as well yeah. i thought actually we're gonna win the premiership now this is great um <laughs> that didn't materialize obviously and it's kind of gone downhill ever since then um but yeah no it's a great time doing that podcast so happy to be on another hearts podcast finally exactly you get to be completely um completely biased and, and not have to not have to worry about it so before we get into we we put out a tweet about embracing the beef um, and getting some people letting people get some things off their chest um but before we get into that you know where did this come from why did you decide to get that hashtag out there um i don't actually know i think it was basically <laughs> just just from, like everything that had happened um obviously over the summer so much bad blood um, coming between so many different Scottish clubs and, and not just clubs, obviously the uh, the, the overpowering bodies uh, and all that kind of stuff. So I just kind of thought, why not just embrace that? You know, you always hear the line, um, oh, these are the scenes we don't like to see. These are the scenes we like to see. We like to see clubs chipping away at each other on Twitter. Uh, we like to see people arguing about everything all the time because it adds to the entertainment. I think, you know, why not just... Why not just embrace that? I think the the origination of the um, hashtag came when the championship fixtures were about to be announced, and I just said, "Why not just put us away at Wraith Rovers straight away? Let's just let's let's get this done. Grudge match, first <laughs> game of the season. Let's start enjoying things." Um, and then it's ah, it's kind of grown grown arms and legs a wee bit since then. So I'm delighted. It's my uh, my, my first my first good campaign. <laughs> um, we've got a few messages about it but interesting on the radio this week uh, the beef is 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 being carried by our former manager as well who um embraced the beef by uh, talking about morton and um and wraith who'd apparently complained to the, about hearts training and now morton and wraith have complained about craig levine um so craig levine is just out there embracing the beef for you as well he's not even at hearts well, that's it. But he's still a good Hearts man. You know, we should never lose sight of that. He uh, <laughs> he was always fantastic value um, in his press conferences and all that kind of stuff. So I'm delighted to see that BBC Sports Sound have picked him up, added him to the uh, the roster of the uh, pundits that they use, because he will always ruffle some feathers. I think one of the mm-hmm. first times he was on, he started annoying uh, Donald Finlay. 
uh, of Cowden Beast, and that that became like a big thing as well. I'm honestly, I'm just waiting until they put Michael Stewart and Craig Levine on the same show because that's that's what we're all waiting for. You know, this is just this is a bit of foreplay. Him talking about Morton and all that. It's we we need to get that uh, on air. Um, obviously, have someone with a beat machine uh, <laughs> by just waiting for that. But um, no, he, he's honestly like I, I I really enjoy listening to Craig Levine. It's such a shame that it didn't work out for him. I think there's a lot of animosity for him still, understandably, uh, because of where Hearts have ended up. But he's great value when he's talking about things when the, the gloves are off, so to speak. Um, he's he's brilliant. So yeah, I'm absolutely delighted that he's been adding to the campaign in the last few days. Mark, do you think there'll be a time where Craig Levine can come out and, and talk about Hearts things and he won't still, I guess, get that negative reaction from a lot of Hearts fans just remembering um, how it ended up? It's all to do with timing because, as Gary Mackay said to me many years ago when I think the news of the world had were about to publish um, something about his private life <laughs> after the kind of shock initially had died down, um, he laughed and said, well, it'll be fish and chip paper by Tuesday. And and to an extent, you have your kind of, whether it's your 15 minutes of fame or whatever, but, but it is down to, to timing. And after a period of events, you can be the most hated man in the world for a time, but then we move on to finding another hated person. So I think this is going to be a timing thing um, for, for Craig Levine in that there'll, there'll be loads of us that still harbour a, a, a grudge or, or whatever that he stayed too late or, or whatever. But he's he's a stubborn individual who cares a lot about the football club. And this is where we're, we're in a situation whereby we all care about the football club, but some Hearts fans, a lot of Hearts fans, think he was personally responsible for, for where we ended up. Um, it was a culmination of things. He was one of the main reasons for it. But... Uh, reading one of Robert's tweets um, a few days ago, uh, I, I totally got what he was saying about this is this is a Craig Levine who will do anything he can, despite everything that's happened, to back Hearts if he believes that they deserve to be backed. And he is still a Hearts supporter. But as far as forgiveness is, is concerned, it ain't coming in any time soon. It might come down the line if he's able to do something that Hearts fans really appreciate. For example, if it is a, a Michael Stewart and a Craig Levine head-to-head, <laughs> right now we've got the 10-minute preview that we used to get on Sky uh, on a Saturday night on the German channels. This is after 10 past 10. This is when the, 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 the kind of encryption begins when Levine against Stewart is, is, is kind of... This is your pay-per-view. This is your main event. And if, if Stewart really came out and had a go at Levine or whatever, or had a go at Hearts, and, and Levine stood up for Hearts. Yeah, that, that would maybe help um, some Hearts fans. But but right now, the timing aspect of this, no, he, he just needs to do what he's doing right now, because as Robert says, he's a very good listener on Sports Sound. Right, so let's let's get to some of the beef. Um, what have we got? Some people have just listed things, um, just listed teams. Andrew Cochran just said... Hamilton, St Mirren, Dundee Air, Morton Hibs, Aberdeen, Plastic Pitches, Get Them Banned, SFA, SPFL, Dave Cormack changing his opinions quicker than Lewis Hamilton changes his gear, small-minded publicans that appear to run the game, and most clubs. 
So I think Andrew's just just gone all out just to. Do you know? Do you know the start of that, Laurie? I thought that was a, a new version or a new oh. verse of Billy Joel's "We Didn't Start the Fire." Oh, I thought <laughs> you were going to say it was a, a version of a song that shouldn't be sung and would cause problems between old no, firm fans. No, no, not at all. <laughs> I mean, if you listen, if you listen to the start of Billy Joel's "We Didn't Start the Fire," yeah, and yeah. you listen to the, you could literally put the start of your um, comments there to that sound um, backing music. And it would work perfectly. It's a bit like what they do in clips of the week on Talk Sport. Every very good, I like that. That's one Absolutely. of my bucket list things: is to to be able to sing that song um, perfectly in karaoke one time. Well, they, oh, there you go. That, this is your opportunity. We can write a new one <laughs> called "We Didn't Start the Beef," and then we yeah, <laughs> we did. Start that's, the beef. that's it. That's it. Um, um, <laughs> I, I I appreciate that list uh, that he's come up with there, though, because that's that's really the essence of it. You know, that's 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 what we want to see. We want to see widespread hatred <laughs> that is being <laughs> broadcast around uh, Scottish football just now. Um, no, that that's that's fantastic. Fair play. Play. And we and we want these little minor things as well. Steve Stevie Morris just says Dunfermline. Every time I go for a Stephen steak, Bridie, they're always cold. <laughs> now, now there's now there's now there's only VAT on a hot one, so they owe the tax man more than Sevco. Um, <laughs> just just let it out, you know. Just get annoyed. I remember I once went to Tanadice and bit into my pie, and the the mince just flopped out onto the ground. Just clean fell out the pie. See, there's a lot of wait, people... Wait, wait, wait. Is, is that a euphemism? No! No! <laughs> no, it's just literally... Speaking of beef? <laughs> yes, the beef was everywhere. It was all over the terrace. The bottom fell out of it. Aye, exactly. It's, so, like, th- those little ones, so, um, you know, disliking somewhere because they have cold pies. Again, that is very much acceptable under the Embrace the Beef banner. That is that is exactly what we want to see. I think um, I've always kind of held uh, a little bit of a grudge against Motherwell because I was queuing up for a ticket for more than 15 minutes and missed a heart goal. And I've just always thought, well, you know, that's Motherwell's fault, so I don't like them now. <laughs> Move on. That will never get forgotten. If, if there's anything that football fans can do, it's hold a grudge about the tiniest little things for a very, very long time. Um, and that's, that is, as I say, that's that's what we want to see. That's that's what this campaign's all about. Well, remember Livingston away, 2005, when we we took <clears throat> 25,000 fans there. And um, I'm just doing a Celtic-Seville thing, obviously. Um, and... We won 4-1. I, I didn't see three of those goals because I was queuing to get a pie. And queued, missed three goals, got to the front. Can I get, I think it was two or three pies. Can't remember how many. Sorry, we don't have any hot food. So what do you have? I was like, crisps. Fine, I'll have three bags of crisps. I'm going to get three. It was like Cokes or whatever. Sorry, we don't have Cokes. So what do you have? We've only got Capri Suns. I'll have three packet crisps and three Capri Suns in. All right, there you go. Gave him a 20. We don't have change. I was like, oh my God. All that. I'm not going back there. I mean, I don't. I don't have to next season. But there we go. This is quite cathartic, actually. Just getting things off your chest. We had something similar in a Scottish Cup semi-final against Rangers. It was played at Celtic Park. I think it was '93. Because did they not go on to play Hibs in the final? No, who would it have been? Whoever '93 was. I'm sure Hearts reached the semi and lost in the. Rob semi and I are younger than you're remembering. I know. I know. I know. But anyway, long story short. We, Penny Cook Hearts always used to go to either a, a bowling club or um, some sort of, it wasn't quite a Ranger supporters club, but it was that kind of place. Uh-huh. And there was this 
there was well there was this ice cream van that came around speaking of which <laughs> okay. before the ice cream van for the semi-final right i remember i don't know if i've told this story before we went to this rangers supporters club before a game against rangers at ibrox and they wanted us to was it stand for the queen or something i was a lot younger so i can't remember I don't know, for goodness me, what what nonsense goes on at clubs? Anyway, back to the ice cream van <laughs> prior to the semi-final. Um, so we went out, we were like, we were too young to drink. So we're, we're talking, if it was 93, I was like 16 or, or 15 or whatever. So we we couldn't really, so we, we thought, well, we'll have an, can I have an ice cream, please? Because it was an ice cream van. No, pal, we, we didn't sell ice creams. I'm like, You're an ice cream van. We only sell ginger. Now, I had never heard, Robert will know about this, um, not being from the West, I had no idea what ginger was until this moment. So a bottle of ginger was like a bottle of juice, a bottle of iron brew. Um, so, yeah, an ice cream van that didn't sell ice cream only sold ginger. Anyway. That sounds like Glasgow, to be fair. That's, that sounds about right. That's, uh, I mean... <laughs> I'm trying to think if you were sort of getting embroiled in a drug war now, because see, back, back in the 80s and 90s, there was the, the, the ice cream... The ice cream I remember. Aye, yeah. And I'm what kind of thinking... What were you actually trying to buy? <laughs> Ice cream. <laughs> Ice cream. Who was it? I don't, I, was it Paul Ferris? Was he involved in the Ice cream yes. wars? Yes. Ah, yeah. My dad was a cop, so I kind of had interest in, in all these kind of nonsense. So, yeah, what... <laughs> where, are we, where are we going? I apologise. If you have listened, and I'm sure you have before, Rob, um, the tangenticity on this, usually caused by me. Um, What do we start off today? We started off today with the difference between initialisms and acronyms. We've now deviated via standing for the Queen, which, whatever that was, to an ice cream wars without selling ice cream in Glasgow. What's next? St. Mirren. Um, This this one, this seamless there, seamless. This one came up a few times. um, Jam Jam Tartian or Jam Tartian, don't know how they want me to say that one. Says St Mirren, just because they're St Mirren. Craig Hutchinson says St Mirren fans who support the archetypal Diddy Club, you have the sheer audacity to comment on every Hearts post in a puerile attempt to make them feel relevant or in some way important to Scottish football. And just to add to this. That post from Craig Hutchison saying they submitted have the audacity to comment on every Hearts post got lots of Submitting fans responding to it, which was <laughs> poetic. But um, this is one that comes up a lot. I mean, I'm, I'm not a big fan of Submitting either, but for people of a certain age, this obviously goes back um, to a certain year, um, a year I was born, actually. Um, Scott Wilson 86. calls them St. Lydown, doesn't St. Lydown. he? Still. I, I call them that sometimes, I have to say. But that, that that is really embracing the beef, um, Robert, because that's well, that's what, 34 years or so now, and that's still there, still fresh. I think this this will forever be. I mean, obviously outside your, sorry, outside your Rangers and, and Celtics and Hibs and sometimes Aberdeen, Saint Mirren's the next big one, all because of '86. I mean, that is never going to get forgotten by. I wasn't even born. I was born four years after that, and I still <laughs> hate St Mirren. I've seen the pictures of all the, the Hearts fans crying in the crowd, and you know there's Albert Kid Day, which is celebrated by uh, Hibs as well for some reason. So you get all this kind of stuff, and, and I totally get it. It's one of the one of the things that St Mirren, probably the only thing that St Mirren can ever hold over our heads is the fact that they once got pumped at home 
and cost Hearts a title. So, you know, give them that. That's absolutely fine. They, they are very prolific in the responses and comments below tweets. Any tweet that mentions St Mirren, actually, they're, they're quite tetchy about that. I noticed St Johnston fans are like that as well. Maybe it's a Saint thing, I'm not sure. Um, <laughs> but they, they really they really get very annoyed when anything negative is, is said about their club. And f- again, fair play to them. All I can do is stand and applaud because that is... Yeah, I, I get annoyed when people talk about Hearts. I don't often respond... But, you know, these guys are the, the frontline soldiers. These are the ones that are diving in to defend their clubs. And, and it can only be a good thing for this campaign. Let's play devil's advocate here. Front Frontline soldiers. <laughs> Keyboard warriors. Let's play, yeah. Let's play devil's advocate here. Hearts also got thumped. But at St Mirren that, week, uh, that year. We got six beaten 6-2 two, early in the season. And it, it, it wasn't straight after that because I think the first game of the... The unbeaten run was against Dundee, and it wasn't until October. But we got thumped at, at St Mirren. Um, deviating again, because you were able to wonderfully bring it back from an ice cream truck in Glasgow to St Mirren. Um, here's, here's a tangent that is actually connected to what we're talking about. Um, how many players in that St Mirren team don't actually go by their first name? No. Silence. What? How <laughs> many of the St. Minor players don't actually go by the first name on their birth certificate that played in that game against Hearts that beat them 6-2? The 6-2 game? Yeah, because remember Campbell Money didn't play. It was Jim Stewart, I believe, that played in the final game against Celtic. Um, but Campbell Money, Campbell's not his first name. Okay, this is good. This is good trivia. I'm listening. Good. Okay. Right. Okay. So have a guess. There's not too many, but it's just what I want to do with this, and I'll give you the, the answer shortly. I want to find out what is the most number of players in a game against Hearts who don't go by the name that we know them by. Right. Jesus. Hold, hold on. So uh, uh, we're, we're, we're deviating away from the, the St. Mirren team now. We're just asking this this. General trivia question. Is that Let's right? start with the St. Mirren team. Let's start okay. with the, that, that St. Mirren team. So St. Mirren from 85, 86 had one or two players in their team who were known by Campbell, as in Campbell Money, but that wasn't their first name. So it's one or two, so I don't know, two? <laughs> yes, it was. But what's Campbell Money's first name? Oh, you want to know? You've added so many layers to this. You want to now to know? <laughs> um, um, it's a country. It's a country. It's a country, it's a country that borders Jordan and Egypt. <laughs> Come on. Come on. After your failure last week with the quiz, I'm, I'm, I'm making you better at quizzes, Dunsire. See if Rob can come in and, and just sweep up. Come on. What, what, give me a country that, that borders both Jordan and Egypt, and you'll get Campbell Money's first name. <laughs> Come on. No, I thought How's your Middle East geography? Come on. Well, apparently rubbish from both of us. I'm, I'm, I'm letting. I feel like I'm letting myself down here. Um, oh, 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 Israel. Thank you. There you go. There we go. Israel. Israel. His, his name. Israel. Yes. Piss off. I love. I love this Israel Campbell money. I love this game. There's loads of them. You're, you're making that up. A hundred percent. His name is Israel Campbell money. It's like A. Jesus. Wallace Mercer, Alexander Wallace Mercer. I love this because I'm Aye, but that's an actual name. Israel Campbell Money. What? Yes, a hundred percent. What? This is just. This is. It's, my, 
This is getting re- this has got much weirder than I expected. <laughs> right, you educated me earlier with the initialism over the the other thing, the acronym. So Israel Campbell Munn. How many people born in Mabel in Israel in Israel Mabel in Ayrshire called Israel? <laughs> this is Rob. What are you doing to us? We're normally sane and sensible and keep it along the same track. We're going nuts. Ah, no, good. Honestly, that's that's my influence. I'm absolutely delighted. Absolutely <laughs> delighted. This the, the other one is Walter Gardner Spears in that game. So he's oh. known as Gardner Spears, but his first name was Walter. Okay. How many how many people in Scottish football were not known by their first name and were known by another name? Israel Campbell Money's your winner. Do you do you have an answer for this? Because I feel like it's a very hard thing to like. No, I, I don't co- know that. I quantify because you. <laughs> Given what our listeners came up with for SPFL and some of the wonderful initialisms um, earlier in the show, there must be... It's just weird things that people know. For some reason, I I must have read it way back when, and it's always stuck with me. Because if you find out that Campbell Money's first name is not Campbell, and it's actually Israel, that ain't going far from you. That's always sticking with you. I am learning so much from this podcast. Thank you. Um, Stuff that you don't need to know, but you're still being... Ah, listen, it's, it's everything cool. I know is stuff that I don't need to know. Um, I, I know that Uchi, Uchi Piazu, his first name isn't Uchi. Carl. It's the other way around, isn't it? His, no, his first name is Carl. <laughs> Carl Anthony. Oh. I, I mean, I only know that because I had his full name in my commentary notes, and it was, I think it was about five names in total. But yeah, yeah just... Um, just Carl. The, yeah, there's we we could we could go down the the rabbit hole of of just names that that um, but but let's not. That's an, that's an entire episode. Anyway, so we've gone from ice cream to to St Mirren to Israel. Can we go back to beef? Yes. Yeah, so Rob mentioned St Johnson and Graham Douglas also mentioned St Johnson. He said hashtag embrace the beef St Johnson purely because Hearts seem incapable of winning at their dingy wee ground. And I I agree with that because I've not seen us win at McDermott Park and we've not won there in a league game in a decade now. Wait a minute, yeah. wait a minute. You you brought this a few times. When I left in 2010, it was always a place we loved to go to because we always had a decent record. What's your are fault you saying, then? Because that's the last year we won there in the league. So are you are you saying? Wow, we won yeah. in the cup. I know that. that yes. Count? It was a, it was like for a park back in the kind of eighties, uh, mid to late eighties. We had a really good record, and probably the start of the nineties as well at for a park. And then we had a horrible record. But St Johnson was always like, oh great, we've got McDermott Park coming up. It's been a decade since we last won there in the league. Yep. Oh wow. Yeah. Um, I, I, I've I would add St Johnston to my beef list quite happily because the worst game of football I ever went to was against St Johnston at Easter Road in nineteen ninety nine. I think it was, League Cup semi-final, and we got beat 3-0, Georgie Boyle scored twice, and it was absolutely pissing it down with hailstones for 90 minutes. Easily the worst footballing experience of my life. So I'm delighted to put St Johnston on any sort of list. Um, that wasn't the Alan Preston game, Rob, was it? Did Alan score in that game? Oh, he did, he did. Yeah, yes. I thought it was. Was it 99? Jeez. Yeah, Georgie Boyle scored twice, and Alan Preston scored as well. We didn't have the best record around the turn of the century, did we, in cup competitions? Because... The Falkirk Scottish Cup tie. Did Falkirk get mentioned as many people's beefs? Uh, we, oh, yeah. Uh, let me just scan, scan, scan. Okay, Ali says Falkirk. They might have given us JJ and Davy Weir, but I detest them. Watching us get pumped in the Scottish Cup four 0 at Brockville in the home end was the low light. Um, he also went on to not being able to stand sit men as well. But that's you know 
par for the course. So Falkirk <laughs> gets in there. Falkirk was an odd one because I always remember Hearts having a dislike for Falkirk when I was young um, and watching football for the first time. And I kind of quite liked them, but I think it was because I, I quite liked Kevin McAllister. He was kicking about when I first started watching football and I always found him quite good fun to watch. But um, but there was a definite dislike for Falkirk with Hearts fans generally, I felt. So, yeah, I think there's there's always been a slight dislike. I've never quite understood why. I think my dad always mentioned the fact that um, Brockville was just the worst place on earth. And that was a big reason why Hearts fans didn't like Falkirk. Um, proper, my... little, proper little horrible ground, though, Rob. Oh, yeah. I mean, you, you know, I, I never had the fortune um, to, to go there, unfortunately. So that's a, a real shame. But I know that elsewhere in Scottish football, one of the, the weirder uh, beeves between two teams is Falkirk and Dunfermline. Absolutely despised yeah. each other. It's like the Concord, some someone tried to call it the Concordon Bridge Derby, which is rubbish. It's as bad as El Trafico <laughs> for the LAFC against the other LA team. Oh, what do they call the Palace and Palace and Brighton have a derby, and it's which is it's um it's called whatever the road is now. I've forgotten what it's off the top of my head. M twenty three derby. <laughs> wow, that rolls off the tongue, doesn't it? I've spoken to both Falkirk and Dunfermline fans about this, and neither of them can actually put a finger on why or when exactly they started hating each other. It just sort of naturally <laughs> happened, like a weird sort of Central Scotland Big Bang. Uh, they just came together and everything <laughs> around it exploded. So I, I don't really, I don't really know why that is, but it's one that I've always kept an eye on because it's just it's fun. <laughs> Sometimes it's maybe because the team that are closest in proximity aren't in the same league or or whatever. I mean, Dunfermline Wraith, you would think, well, that's a decent derby. But for a long time, Dunfermline were in the top flight and Wraith were in the in the, the second or, or third tier. Um, yeah. One of my, I mean, this this is a, a it's my favourite story about a, a derby nickname it is in Italy, Hellas Verona and Chievo. So Hellas Verona fans. Um, they 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 have other teams that they kind of play more regularly. They they get a derby, but until Kiev got promoted, they were it was just like your little brother. It's just a pest. So they basically Kiev have called themselves Musi Volanti, which is flying donkeys, because the Hellas Verona fans said donkeys will fly before Kiev ever get promoted to the top flight. So they've used that, and that's the actual nickname that they still use. So I kind of like that. Although that is a city derby, um, they now have a bit of rivalry. Um, it's like Liverpool-Man United as well. Liverpool would rather beat Man United than Everton. Just yeah. weird, some of these derbies. Italian football is great for... <clears throat> well, not great, because sometimes it's, it gets a bit serious. But in terms of the politics, one thing I always notice when I go to Italian football games, I know the main rivalries, but when I go to a Roma game... Um, um, a friend who's actually a Roma fan will say it's it's not like you're just indifferent about a team. It's not like Hearts are playing Motherwell and it's well, it's just two teams, isn't it? It's like you're either they're either your friends or they're your enemies. And it's like we went to see Roma. Um, was it? Pal- I'm trying. To, God, I can't remember the first game I went and saw. And he's, I think it was Palermo. And he's like, it's okay. It won't be much trouble. We are friends with them. And then we see Roma Genoa, and he's like. There'll be a bit of will be a bit of aggro in this game. We don't like them, and it's like it's either we are associated and we're friends or we're enemies. And I, I, maybe Scottish people needs to go that way just to to add that extra that extra layer of beef. What would you say Hearts' second rivalry is? 
If we're not allowed Hibs. Probably Celtic. I'd say Celtic. Probably, yep. Yeah. And then Rangers, and then probably Aberdeen. It's it's an interesting one, because you talk about now... We say Celtic, but I would rather Celtic won something than Aberdeen did. And the reason for that is in the petty competitive nature and I'm going to put this back to an Italian example as well because we don't compete with Celtic Celtic are a much bigger and more successful team than us and they always will be and they've won far more trophies and that's not the level we compete at whereas Aberdeen we've got that kind of almost tedious argument people have about the third force which doesn't really mean anything in essence but um you know, similar number of trophies. I'd say a similar size fan base. We get, we always get bigger home crowds than them. That they've got bigger away following, uh, mainly because Aberdeen's a shit hole and they want to leave. Um, but if it was came down to, it, would you want Aberdeen to win the league over Celtic? I don't think I would because it's like, well, that's Aberdeen getting one over us in a competitive nature. And exactly, it, it depends when you grew up because I grew up when Aberdeen won the cup. I was six when I when they won the cup when I was cup. Hadn't really started going to football, but when we were in primary school, maybe primary three or primary four, there were two or three people in my class that supported Aberdeen. So there was that rivalry because they supported them because they were impressionable. You look at the league table and you pick <laughs> yeah. you pick the successful side. It's like kids these days over here in the United States going about with Ronaldo jerseys or Liverpool jerseys or Man United jerseys. Glory Man United ones. Are- yeah, they're, go- they're going to be a bit older, the Man United ones, because they've not been successful for a while. So Aberdeen, when I grew up, was was a decent rivalry because they were a good side. And we had people that were in our school who you wanted to get the better of them on, yeah. a, on a Monday morning after a game. I grew up there as well, so that's probably partly why. So I know a few Aberdeen fans. But I was going to link it back because my friend who's a Roma fan, when Napoli were fighting with... Because um, Roma also hate Napoli. That's a big rivalry. But they were friends until, I think, the early 80s, he said, and then there was a falling out, and now they hate each other. Um, but he said, I asked him when I was over then, I said, so what do you think? You want Napoli to win the league? Because obviously Roma don't like Juventus. He's like, no, we're praying against it. We just hope Juve win it. And he said the reason is because, well, Juventus always win. You know, Juventus and Roma are not on the same level. We don't expect to be, but Roma and Napoli have won the same uh, the same titles of Napoli won one less, but similar anyway. Um, so we desperately don't want Napoli to win the league because we'll never hear the end of it. If Juventus win the league, it's just another league title for them. The next season goes on. It's interesting here, Laurie, because it seems like you're sort of suggesting a sort of uh, beef league. You can only beef <laughs> with people in the same league as you. So you're, <laughs> you're saying that the top fight beef is Rangers and Celtic only, by the sounds of things. And then you've got like the, the sort of second tier, which is your mm-hmm. Hearts and Aberdeens and, and Hibernians and Motherwells and all that kind of stuff. I mean... I don't hate that. I don't hate no, that at all. That's, that's, I'll, I'll have to take stock of that and, and have a think. And then obviously, cup, cup competitions are cup competitions. You can beef with whoever you want. That's absolutely fine. <laughs> well, here we go. That's a good oh, one. I'll, quick, I'll quickly go because we've got a few, a few of these. And this is one I don't get purely because by the time I started going to football, Airdrie were already pointless. Um, so Fletch mentioned um, Airdrie uh, were a grim bunch to play against and I remember some of the local youths firing half bricks over the fencing behind one goal while swigging buckfast um, Craig Morris says Airdrie I've still never got over the three semi-finals in the 90s horrible neo-nazi following horrible town felt sorry for Clyde Bank getting swallowed by them Scaffy wee club and, uh, sorry, I've done one forever 
Harry Temple added, I'm with you all the way with Airdrie. Really horrible team to play against. Feels like we could never beat them. And when they had uh, Wee Doddy in charge, absolute shit all over ground as well. Um, and also, I mean, Jimmy Sanderson played for them, so that just adds to the mix for me. <laughs> I, re- I remember um, Scottish Cup tie, third round, 1991. We were, it was, we were in the terracing and we were abusing the Airdrie supporters because we were 1-0 up at at halftime, Gary Mackay had scored the opener. Then they beat us with two goals, I think, in the first 15 minutes of the second half. And just, that was that was a precursor to the, the two Scottish Cup um, semi-finals um, that we played against them. The first one, I think, was the next season. So that I forgot that we were drawn against them back-to-back seasons in the yeah. Scottish Cup. Um, but that game at, at, at Broomfield, I tell you what, that was... You don't have to have 60,000 at Celtic Park or 50 at Ibrox or 20 at, at Tynecastle or Easter Road to have a proper atmosphere. Some really, really, not poisonous atmospheres, but just proper thunderous atmospheres. I mentioned the Falkirk game um, where we lost 4-0 uh, up until the first goal. But that Airdrie game, there were 9,500 inside that little decrepit, which was, it was a great atmosphere because you're close to the pitch. That that was like the precursor to the two semi-finals. Um, but I mean, do you remember Alan McLaren? Well, you probably won't. But Alan McLaren equalised, and you thought, yeah, we've, we've we've done it in the replay the following year. And then they still managed to beat us. Horrible, horrible team to play against back then. It's just slightly too early for me. The the yeah. Airdrie stuff. I mean, I mean, only just because what the second semi-final was ninety four. Yeah, right? ninety four, ninety four, ninety five. It was April ninety five. Um, when when they beat us one nil, and yeah. then went on to play Celtic, I think in the fun. Is that the one that that Jimmy missed, Laurie, or was that the uh, the one? Oh god, I, I dare not ask him because he goes on a rant about the referee every time we do. Was oh, yeah. I, th- I, I think it was the earlier one because it was their semi not at Tynecastle. Aye, he got yellow carded ah, yeah. at, at Tynecastle on ninety one two. I think he said. Um, his story, and I've never seen it, but he tells me, and he's told me this many times, um, that he made a good challenge in the box as an iHearts player in on goal. And he, he did. got, he did. And, and he got up and he kind of celebrated and was punching the air like, yes. And um, he got booked, he said, for that, for being overly aggressive or something. Like, but it was I, a nonsense. Well, I'll, I'll, I, I always just disagree with him just to wind him up. Say he probably deserved it. Um, here's 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 one. Stuart Ritchie has said, "I've decided to hash bra- hash brag hashtag embrace the European beef." Um, okay. He said, "Ike Athens for the three months injury time and Brelier red card for wearing an earring, Red Star Belgrade for making substitutions so they could batter McPherson while ref's back was turned, and Real Mallorca for the shortest goalposts." So there's three. Yeah. Euro beefs. Mallorca for me. I first ever European game I went to was that Red Star game, but I was way too young to appreciate it. Um, but I just remember the the first proper European game that I do really remember is Stuttgart mm-hmm. um, and Sean Dundee et al. Uh, just diving about the pitch at Tynecastle. I've never seen a team fall over that much in my life, so I've always held a little bit of a grudge against Stuttgart. Uh, the Mallorca one, obviously. The Mallorca one's memorable because Gary Locke was standing, touching the crossbar, uh, showing the referee, and the referee was just like, yep, that's fine. <laughs> 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 just on. So, yeah, 
I do. I like that actually. The thought of some some Euro beef. Obviously, Athens um, have a reputable crowd for trouble and stuff like that as well. So I think there was there was a, a wee bit of added needle, especially when people went away to to Athens for the second leg, and Julian Brelli getting sent off for a kneeling like that's. I've forgotten that happened. That's more. Yeah. That's more referee beef. Sure. That's the referee, not not Athens. We. I say we, the, the media went out with Hibs prior to Hearts playing against Athens in 2001. And I, it's memorable because we were actually on the plane, on the runway at Edinburgh Airport, preparing to fly out on September the 12th, the day after um, the World Trade Center um, catastrophe <laughs> over here. And the plane ahead of us, we were just waiting for it to be clear. So it was full of fans. It got to go. It got to leave. We got stopped. The game was um, rescheduled for the following week. So the Hibs fans went, but we didn't. And then the following week, when we eventually went, it was the old, I think it was the Nico or Nikos Gumas Stadium, an absolute shithole of a place. It wasn't the Olympic Stadium that we played in with, with Hearts. Um, we obviously got there like we did for any European ties to check the ISDN lines and the radio and the TV and the telephone lines. We got there like four hours beforehand because it hadn't been installed the night before. And even four hours beforehand, there were horrible, horrible people out there that were burning American flags and doing all sorts, and they were already in the stadium. So for anyone that says, oh, yeah, they got there early, they did. And it was just a nasty, nasty atmosphere, and there, there was no minute silence because they couldn't they couldn't um, secure the safety of, of everybody and, and whatever. It was just a horrible, horrible place. And Athens was was one trip that I think if you, if you asked Hearts fans to have a top five kind of memorable trips and a bottom five, trips that you're like, ooh, I didn't enjoy that. I think the Athens one would be in the bottom five. That wasn't a nice trip. Let's see what else we got. Catch-22 has went with an official, Andrew Davis. Um, I've been on the, fuck the SFA, oh damn, I dropped an F-bomb. Um, the SFA bandwagon ever since Miko sent the dick all the way to Ball Green back in 2005. Hashtag embrace the beef. Now that was, that was, that was mental. That decision. I mean, we've you know, we've all seen bad decisions at all levels of football. But um, unfortunately, I was watching that game on the TV in a pub full of Rangers fans, and it got heated. It got heated afterwards to the point where some I was a teenager, and some old guy was basically threatening to 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 batter me and my friend. Um, but that that decision was utterly mental when you saw the 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 replays and the fact there was a good you know what four or five yards between Lee Miller and uh and uh, it was Kiriakos wasn't it who who went into the box I can understand the beef there that game was a real coming of age for me uh of going to games I was with my dad and I've never been as angry as I was when that decision was made and I was absolutely hurling abuse from the family stand uh, section Z and I looked around and my dad just had this look in his eyes as if to say, I'm proud of you, son. <laughs> he was just, he was delighted at the amount of abuse that I was raining down uh, towards Andrew Davis, who was on the direct opposite end of the pitch from me. Um, but yeah, that, that was, that was, I mean, you talk about poisonous atmospheres. I mean, that, that really was the last sort of 10 minutes of added on time and all that kind of stuff after Mikolainas got eight red cards or whatever it was. Um, Daddle Purcell got sent off. I forgot about that as well. Oh, yeah, and, yeah, I forgot about that. Uh, it was a thing with Craig Gordon, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. He, he, I think he tried to punch the ball at Gordon's hand, but missed and hit Gordon in the face. It's easy done. Um, <laughs> and then 
You look at, uh, obviously, Fernando Rickson scoring the penalty and Rangers fans on the pitch and just the, the noise of the booing from the Hearts fans was famous. Honestly, it was I, a I, sec- I Section that. N, wasn't it? They were, they were rowdy. Yes, well, I mean, it, obviously, it happened right in front of Section N. Yep. Uh, I mean, that's where Mikelinas basically barged Andrew Davis into, uh, was row two. <laughs> so, yeah, it was... I don't think I'll... I hope I'll never experience um, that sort of anger again at the football, but it's a good one to think back on, and one that again the Hearts fans won't forget anytime soon. I think it's a good topic, Laurie, in that the worst decisions you have seen given against Hearts, because everyone will have one or two that, that they remember. But playing devil's advocate, like we like to do on this show, what about some of the worst decisions that have gone in Hearts' favour? Um, over the years, was it Lee Griffiths that had the strike at Easter Road, or who, who was <laughs> that it? Was, that, was, that was fantastic. Yeah, that was like a yard over that, and we quickly forget about. It. And the other thing is as well, we spoke about St Johnston away earlier. I think that was one of the softest penalties that we got. That Jamie Hamill scored, I think, was it the 18th or 19th? Oh yeah, aye, the one that yeah. um, I think Suso won it, didn't he? Suso yeah. won it off of Alan Mabry. There, there you go. And it's easy to kind of be blinkered and say, oh, that was a disgrace. And and the penalty award, remember, that was given for Celtic, was it John Gadetti? Yeah, um, aye. That, that one. So, of course, there's many, but it'd be interesting to get people's thoughts. That could maybe be a homework for this yeah. week or another no, week. Could. Worst decisions against Hearts. However, you have to stipulate there have been decisions going in Hearts' favour and both the Lee Griffith strike, which was about a yard over the line, and did they not have another one recently in the last few years at, ty- at Tynecastle Hibs that went over the line but wasn't given? Yep. Was it not the young lad? Oh, um, Ollie, Shaw. Ollie Shaw, yeah. Ollie, Ollie Shaw. So, yeah, of course we're, we're blinkered, um, but there has to be some good ones that we've got away with. And that penalty, if it hadn't been awarded, we would never have beaten Hibs in the cup final because we would have been out the cup that night. I mean, if you think about it, Hart's got three penalties in that cup run that are very debatable, and I am all for it. All for it. After <laughs> after living through the Andrew Davis nonsense <laughs> and all that kind of stuff, that's what we deserved. Because there was that one, there was the uh, penalty in the semi-final, which I think was, it was a penalty, but you could easily see why the referee wouldn't give that one, seeing as Zaliukas' shot was heading to Cathcart. And then you've got... Uh, the, Their goal was also offside and I always throw that in whenever anyone talks about that penalty. Oh no, Sorry. listen, uh, there's no denying that, but I find it annoys Celtic fans even more when I say it probably shouldn't have been a penalty, so that's what I go with. And then, <laughs> in the final, obviously, Paco Jabi uh, did make the foul on Suso, but oh, it was outside yeah. the box. Yeah, so... Ah, oh, yeah. That's to great. be fair, great. I mean, that's probably a decision going against us having Paco Jabi sent off, because that was a clear <laughs> advantage when he's playing. True, true. Although I don't think Hibs improved much after he went off, to be fair. No, that's, that, that's fair. Um, one more specific uh, beef. David Arbuthnot says, My embrace the beef is Morton and goes way back to Boxing Day in the 80s. It felt like minus 15 degrees. Hearts fans in fancy dress doing a conga to keep warm. Threatened with expulsion. Oh, it rings a bell. Um, told to stand still on the half-empty terrace. That I mean, I've never been to see. I've never seen Hearts play Morton, to be honest. But in general, that is a bugbear. <laughs> won't, be won't be long, indeed. Um, it, you know, being you know, just jo- Jobsworth stewards coming and telling fans to 
to, to behave or to sit down, just little things. Obviously, people do misbehave at times that need to be told, but most of the time, in my experience, it's you know there's a, a bunch of fans all standing, and let's let's start making some of them sit down, or someone's made a gesture. Oh no, a gesture to the opposition fans. That that there we go. There's a beef I've got. Jobsworth stewards. I think Jobsworth stewards is good, but then and I'll stipulate this because it was a while ago. Strathclyde police not Police Scotland, Strathclyde Police, uh, when I went to Celtic Park a few years ago and I was told to sit down. And it was a, it was a really good uh, crowd that we'd taken. I think it was a cup game or something. And I turned around and pointed and there was no bottom on my seat. There was just a back. I've had that. I've had that exact experience. <laughs> I, just, I just said to him, I was, like, I was like, do you want me to sit on the ground? And I was like, I, I can't sit down. And he just screamed, sit down or I'll chuck you out. So I had to do this weird sort of... Uh, you know, <laughs> That exercise you do when you put your back against the wall and then uh, sort of squat. Yeah, I was doing that. Well, until... you know, you know exactly what what everyone's thinking now. It's like in the train spotting with the the the, uh, the toilet scene. When you know you have to go, you have to squat though because there's no way you want your arse touching that toilet seat. <laughs> Is that what you had to do? That's it. And then yeah, it, it turned into a trance scene. I ended up in the manager's office in Celtic Park. No, it was um, it was. Awful. It was horrible. And that day, I mean, I saw a um, member of the Strathclyde Police punch a Hearts fan in the face for no reason, um, backed up by a steward. Hearts fans getting chucked out all over the place. It was horrible, horrible. So no, I'm, I'm, if we can, if we can chuck in the Strathclyde Police to this chat, then I'm all for it. Right. I've got a quick couple more just to to kind of to end this, which is more general. Ross Marshall said. Um, I want us to ram the beef straight up the farters of every club that has kicked us while we've been down, and I include the fans that are kicking us. Um, And Hearts shirt collector said, I've thought long and hard about this, and I have a beef with every single Premiership club, don't like any of them, disdain for the majority in the Championship with a couple of exceptions. I could explain my logic for each club, but it would take a while. And what I want to ask you, Rob, was... um, Obviously, we're having a bit of fun with this, obviously. Um, but in more of a serious nature, this beef and the, and the beef is really there beyond us having um, a laugh about things. You know, there is a a real um, try to think of a a better way of putting it than just beef. But no, there's a real beef there between <laughs> Hearts, um, the club, and fans, and a lot of other clubs. Um, do you think this will actually help Hearts try and I guess um, not just rise back up from being in the championship but kind of get together because it's been very we've been very broken in many ways recently will this whole siege mentality actually help first of all uh well done for imagine to say the word beef 40 times in a sentence <laughs> <laughs> really enjoyed that. thank you um, to answer to answer your question i i think it will help and i think that a lot of the criticisms aimed towards the club from certain um, sort of parts of the Hearts report, not me personally, but I, certainly a, a lot of them is, is saying that we're too much of a family club. Um, it's too easy to come to Tynecastle and, and just have a nice day rather than, you know, come and, and be in a proper atmosphere from from the minute uh, that the referee blows his first whistle. So I think that in that aspect, it will help because all of, I think, I speak for most Hearts fans, all of our favourite memories are the the games that are noisy, the games that are up and at them from the first minute, you know, the games that are really competitive with teams. Make no mistake, there's going to be teams coming to Tynecastle next year absolutely gunning for us, and we need to make sure that we match that level as well. And I think having that mentality whereby, you know, telling the players, telling the management, we have been wronged, I think that's only got to help, because 
then the mentality comes in, the fighting uh, sort of mentality comes in as well. So I, I don't think it's a bad thing at all. I think it's something that we maybe could have done with um, a wee while ago, to be honest with you. Probably after Ian Castro's departure, uh, we, we could have done with a real pick-me-up and a, a, a real bit of spike about us, but it never properly came. So I think, to answer your question shortly, yes, I think it will help. <laughs> uh, and I, I look forward to, obviously, the, the first time that fans are allowed back in the stadium, because that's the first time we'll probably be able to feel it. We'll be able, be able to sort of uh, see it with the, the players, hopefully. Hopefully they, they show us those performances come October, but... Yeah, we, we won't properly know until the fans are back, full stadia, and then, then we're going to be rocking, and I, I can't wait for it. Well, hopefully, Hearts will maybe change that hashtag, you know, that hashtag only Hearts and all the all the images that go out from the club. Maybe we can just change it to hashtag Embrace the Beef. Um, I think so. On I the official so. Hearts page. You've got connections at the club, Laurie, I'll leave it to you. Uh, I, I think I expect to see that up first thing tomorrow, so <laughs> thank, thank you in advance. Um, no, the, the only heart stuff as well. I, I think you know that's a, a very quiet nod um, to that mentality we're talking about as well. So it's a more kind of a pragmatic embrace the beef, a, a slightly more reserved embrace the beef. Yes, just, just you've got to you have to read between the lines for that, that embrace the beef. The, it is the LinkedIn version of embrace the beef. That's, <laughs> but, you've got to stay professional. But today we've went with the Facebook and Twitter version of Embrace the Beef, which is the one we wanted. We might have gone full Reddit at one stage, I'm not sure, but yeah. <laughs> Do people still use that? I think so. I, I believe it's very popular. I don't... Oh, but, my. Yeah. There you go. Well, <laughs> we'll find do out. With, uh, do you want to end with a quiz question for our guest, which you can partake in as well? And okay. it ties in... A, a, it better not be like your last one, because... Well, what? They went off in tangents. Okay, Rob, you ready for this? Yes. Earlier, we were talking about players like Israel and others whose first name isn't the name that they were given. Which Hearts goalkeeper? There's only ever been one for Hearts who has played for the club whose first name is Joseph. Who is he? Joseph? Oh, wow. Yeah. Um, oh, is this recent? 90s. 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 Uh, Joe, Joseph. Hmm. Oh, God. Good one. And is I mean, he's not known as Joseph. Is this? Is this the? And hence the tying in. I'm trying to yeah. tie because normally we're just like we're like a jigsaw piece that none <laughs> of the pieces go together. So I'm trying to tie something from earlier in the podcast to just now, so that actually seems like it's not quite seamless, but it isn't as um, disgruntled a podcast as it could be. Joseph, but not known as Joseph. I'm trying to think of Hearts goalies in the 90s. I don't I don't want to just rhyme them all off because that's... Oh, that's what I was going to do. <laughs> oh, right, okay. <laughs> no, but I won't. I won't now, I won't. 50 uh, appearances for the club. Oh, 50. Girls. Nicky Walker? Yes. Oh, fantastic. Fair play. Good effort. Fair play. Joseph, Joseph Nicole Walker. Nicole? What? Nicky. Nicole. Joseph Nicole Walker. That's his full name. Joe Nicole. Oh, my. Nice. Hey, do, you think, do you think he cares what he's called? He's he's sitting in his his uh, his little walker's pad, um, not far from Elgin, um, absolutely loving life. Aberlour House, Aberlour on Spey, Banffshire, AB thirty eight nine LD. That's where he does his business right now as part of the Walker's Empire. He doesn't care what he's called. <laughs> I'm sure he doesn't. Um, <laughs> <laughs> well, that's um, taking a 
another interesting turn. Bring and it back, son. Bring it back. Bring it back. Well, I, I think that's. I think. I think that's brought us to the end of all the beef. Um, I was going to maybe try and throw a couple of other things in there, but the beef has taken up a lot of a lot of our time. This has been. Um, this has been a, a, a big steak dinner. Um, and I've enjoyed it with with lots of bisto on top, lots of gravy. Um, I, I'll try and think of some more beef related lines to go with this soon. Um. <laughs> Thank you for coming on, Rob. This has been good. It's been cathartic. You know, we we do believe it or not have a serious podcast a lot of weeks, and we've had Craig Gordon on and Robbie Nielsen talking about their careers and what lies ahead and and stuff like that. But this week we've just went we've went full Reddit, as you say, and we've just talked about the beef. But I've enjoyed it a lot. No, it's it's been great. Thank you very much, and I, I'm I'm happy that I could bring a little bit of nonsense into uh, the podcast life. So no, this is this has been wonderful. Thanks again for uh, for having me on. It would be nice, Laurie, if we if we could do this again with with Rob to to keep along with the beef pun. Hopefully, one day we will meet again. Come on, that's Robert. <laughs> Absolutely terrible. <laughs> what do you call a cow with no legs? Oh, drowned beef. <laughs> keep, you want more? Want no. More? no. End it. So that was Rob Borthwick on Scarves Around the Funnel um, helping us embrace the beef. And as I mentioned, I, 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 I did enjoy that and I thought it was a cathartic thing to do, Mark. You know, we've had lots of, we've got lots of pent up frustration and, and just, just to, and all these grudges just to get off our chest. Yeah, and we all have games in the past that we were played against teams that we didn't particularly like or something happened and it's, it's stuck with us as well. Different people have different eras as well. I can go back to, to 91 for that cup tie or 92 against Airdrie. Um, and people can go before that and people have got beef since. I mean, the, the whole Andy Davis thing. It's, it's when you, we remember things. Just going back to previous podcasts and things are brought up, you're like, oh yeah, I remember that. And, yeah, there's there's been a lot of beefs against Hearts, but we've got to remember as well we've uh, we've done all right with one or two decisions, but that doesn't make an interesting podcast. Having a go at people um, in a light-hearted manner, not seriously, is certainly something which uh, I've enjoyed over the last hour or so. And um, yeah, I've got one more beef pun. You want it? Oh well, go on then. Well, it's just it's a saying. It's a saying. It's it's the, it's the stakes are high, but I mean it's. It's it's not very good. It's, it not, gonna, to be, it's not going to be the title. It's not going to be the title. Have you got a title? Oh god, I don't know. It's going to have to have some kind of meat or beef related. Uh, um, nice to meet you. Team. There you go. How about that? Uh, I don't know. We'll see. Um, on a slightly more somber note, I, I just wanted to mention there was some um, some sad news came out from the club. Uh, who mentioned the academy kit manager and lifelong heart supporter Brian Marr. Uh, has sadly passed away and I'll just quickly read out what was posted on the Hearts website um, which says Brian will be remembered as a tremendous character around the Hearts Academy and the entire Hearts community will miss his, his passion and love for his job and the development of youth players. Brian was a Hearts man through and through and followed the team home and away without fail. The thoughts of everyone at Heart of Midlothian are with Brian's wife Linda, daughter Sophie and all of his other family and friends at this difficult time and that's just uh, a sentiment that we'd uh, I guess like to reiterate here on Scarves Around the Funnel as well.
Okay, f- finally, Mark, before we go, I, I don't know if you want to put homework out there. Uh, you had mentioned decisions. I don't know if that's something we'll go yeah, down to. The... I think we keep the we keep the beef theme going into keep the, the next beef warm. <laughs> Very good. Just to keep the casserole the on the stove. Yes, the worst decision that you have seen <laughs> um, in a that, that's gone against hearts in a game that that you've watched on TV or you've you've been at. I'm sure we'll get quite a few that are are the same because obviously. It's, some of them have been absolutely shocking. And well, that, are, yeah, I mean, the one I was mentioned, the Andy Davis but, one was just yeah. incredible. Um, but it might just be little things that led to to whatever. I, I remember, and here's, here's one going back, because I've been watching um, a fair bit of the Yamarusa Let's It Run on the YouTube channels about On This Day and various other things, and the Hearts website's put up some really good stuff as well. Um, there was a John Calhoun strike against Celtic. Um, there was also... Scott Crabb against Rangers. Um, Gary played the ball in from the right-hand side. Crabbo just took it nice and early, and Gorham was, was was beaten. I actually remember, and I think I might still have that on a VHS or a Betamax tape somewhere down in the basement, because I remember watching Scott Sport the next again day, and I'm sure it was this game. If anybody can correlate this, uh, corroborate, sorry, this, um, on Scott Sport, There was a free kick, I believe, prior to the move that started that. And the ball was rolling. And it was rolling just enough for it to be, in essence, illegal under the laws as they were at the time. So people were saying, that goal shouldn't have stood. Look, that slightly benefited Hearts. But we're looking at things that haven't benefited Hearts, that have gone really against Hearts over the years. Decisions that you just have never been able to forget. Fisas red card, Tynecastle, oh, 2006. Wow. That was that was one that always, always grates at me still. But yeah, let us know. Um, uh, you can reply on Twitter to us uh, at around the funnel, or you can email podcast at scarvesaroundthefunnel.co.uk. I hope you've enjoyed the petty, um, vindictive, um, and meat-filled nature of of this week's show. <laughs> um, until next time, thanks for listening. Harry Truman, Doris Day, Red China, Johnny Ray, South Pacific, Walter Winchell, Joe DiMaggio, Joe McCarthy, Richard Nixon.